and that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here on this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. I always appreciate you coming in to see what we have going on. Now, today, I'm bringing on Mike Romano. He's been in the industry for over 25 years. I love Mike's story and the angle he's coming at. Now, Mike's passionate about sharing his knowledge with individuals and groups to help them feel and move better. Beyond strength, he's specifically focused on the biomechanics of functional movement and bridging the gap between theory and practical application and how it applies to personal longevity. Now, I love this topic because Mike really talks about sustainable health and how to feel strong and healthy and why we need to shift our focus towards longevity and to keep those results sustainable. Mike wants to talk about or is going to talk about fitness that breaks us down over time versus fitness that strengthens us over time. Mike has a cool, really cool story about how he started in the body, bodybuilding industry and now he's moved on to different areas of movement and flexibility and real natural types of health. So I'm super excited to have Mike on the show, and I couldn't be more excited to share it with you. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Mike Romano in the introduction, so without further ado, welcome to the show, Mike. Hey, Drew. Thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. It's our pleasure. So, Mike, today we're going to be talking about sustainable health and fitness for a lifetime. I love this topic. I think that our industry is so infatuated or, or, or marinating <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in quick fixes and... Uh, you know those transformations, yeah. Yeah, you know it's hard to to flip through a, a news feed without seeing. Today we're actually doing this interview on a Tuesday, so you have these transformational Tuesdays, and uh, <laughs> you know three weeks away from this, and you know it's it's hard it's hard to be in the industry sometimes. Would you agree, Mike? Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. I, Drew, I absolutely agree. You know, I've been in this uh, in this industry for more than half my life now, and. Uh, uh, it's 28 years now that I've been doing this, and you know, and I and I understand and I appreciate you know everything that goes into these transformation. To use your example, from our perspective, especially you know in terms of longevity, uh, we're talking about quality of life. Yeah, I understand the whole concept of weight loss, but there's also what I have seen uh, all the stress and frustration associated with the goal of you know weight loss. You know, especially with these transformations and 60 days, 30 days, um, my, my clientele, myself included, are looking for life, lifelong results, lifetime results, improving our quality of life. You know, there's no reason as we age, as time goes by, that we can't do the things that we have to do, that we love to do uh, at a higher level for a longer period of time. Um, I, I see it every day with my clients, with myself, and, uh, you know, we're very excited about that. Very excited about the results that we get. 
Mike, before we get into too many, too much detail here, why don't you give us a chance to resonate with you a bit and understand where you came from and how you got into the industry and, and even what you're doing now? Yeah, yes, sir. Well, for me, I lost uh, about 100 pounds as a 14-year-old. I was uh, your stereotypical non-athletic fat kid. Uh, I'm 53 years old now, so it's been a while, and I just couldn't take it anymore. You know, I was constantly beat up. I was an easy target on the playground, um, all that goes along with that. And I just had enough. And just, you know, back then there wasn't no, there was no internet. There wasn't much information around, especially for a 14 year old. Uh, so I just, you know, through a lot of self-correcting and trial and error, and error, if you will, uh, just got myself together and I begged my parents for a weight set. And on my 15th birthday, uh, it all started there. And, um, you know, I started my personal training business when I was in college, I was going to people's homes. And then once I graduated, um, with my biology degree, I didn't know where I wanted to go with it. And then a buddy of mine, who's still my partner today, opened a place here in New Jersey. And we've been here, uh, next month will be 25 years. Wow. That's incredible. So you were, so tell me how the weight gain began at, at an early age. Were you just a, a person that, or a kid that was, could easily gain weight? Were you highly inactive? Yeah. yeah. You know, my, I, I, I'm Italian and, uh, my, uh, my mom is an unbelievable cook still is. And, uh, so it was very, very easy to gain weight. I wasn't active. You know, I played some sports, but not being an athlete, I kind of shied away from it. So I didn't do much, um, and just over time, and I, I just blew up. And like I said, just was such an easy target. Even when I try to participate in sports, it was embarrassing to say the least. So I shied away from it. You know, I was the kid that wore the T-shirt in the swimming pool, and as I'm trying to get out of the pool, kids are pulling my shirt down and pulling me back. It was, you know, it was just a mess. And, uh, you know, like I said, at 14, I said to myself, you know, I had enough of this, you know, this, I can't, I can't live like this. So I just started making some changes and, uh, a lot of trial and error, a lot of trial and error. So, so what were the things that you were able to do or what, are the, what were the changes that you made to be able to make some changes in your life? Well, the, the biggest change was nutrition and that holds true today. You know, when we talk about weight loss, we, you know, we started the show with transformations. When we talk about looking good, you know, really nutrition is king and exercise is queen. You know, we, our focus, what we do every day with our clients is really, you know, let's focus on better movement. And when you move better, you're going to move more. And oh, by the way, you're going to look and feel your best. So for me, not knowing that at the time, I just started making changes in the way that I ate. Uh, I cut back on this, I cut back on that, I added some more of this. And, you know, especially at 14, the weight started coming off me like crazy. And there was even a point where my mom thought I was sick and took me to the doctors. <laughs> and the doctor, I, I remember this day vividly, you know, the doctor said, hey, leave him alone, he looks great. And the weight just came off and it was approximately 100 pounds in, in a year. And then I started working out with the weights, and uh, my body just took to it. Eventually became a bodybuilder. Uh, I'm a former Mr. New Jersey, 1985, and that was kind of a wild ride coming from where I came from. Uh, and then there's that whole bodybuilding mentality, which doesn't focus on movement at all. It's that compartmentalized, you know, body part. And then I realized at some point with all the injuries that I tallied up bodybuilding that I needed to do something 
something more and I got involved with martial arts and I realized, wow, there's a whole nother world out there. You know, uh, let's focus on moving and movements as opposed to body parts. And wow, what a difference. It not only transformed, trans really changed me, but it also really changed the way I do business and, and how we go about uh, approaching our clients and how we program for them. So how did you go from, did you go from bodybuilding to more movement? Yes, yes. Uh, so I was bodybuilding and then I got back into school and my degrees in biology and um, biomechanics. So I started learning about movement and uh, in the classroom, but really not sure how to apply it. Then I got involved in martial arts, Tai Chi, Shaolin Chuan, uh, and I, it was like, wow. Uh, you know, I'm seeing these men who are, you know, twice my age, just moving around and moving in circles around me. You know, I want to be able to do that when I'm 70, 80 years old. You know, how can this be? And it really just changed our approach to to training. We, you know, we had a we have a 7,000 square foot here in Jersey, uh, 7,000 square foot facility here in New Jersey, and it was loaded with machines. And over time. We got rid of everything, and now we uh, we just have pretty much space with some weight racks and whatnot. But it's you know we need space to move. We need we we need space to to um, to do our thing. So uh, yeah, so between my schoolwork and um, my experience with martial arts, it really changed my whole approach to movement. And so that's where I'm at today. So give me a picture of this of a bodybuilder joining a you know, some, some type, type of martial arts movement class. Is that what it looked oh, like at, it, the, at first? Yeah, man. It, it was, <laughs> it was ugly. Like I said, I'm not an athlete to begin with. And when you train like a bodybuilder, you're definitely not enhancing your athleticism at all. You know, I was just really a compilation, excuse me. I was just really a compilation of body parts, arms, legs, back, chest. And that's how we trained, right? You know, it was a very compartmentalized. That's what we knew. Um, and then once you get into martial arts and you have to move in all different directions, you know, I really learned then that life happens in 3D and you have to be able, you know, you have to be ready for it. You have to prepare for it like that. And, uh, yeah, it was awkward. I was like, uh, it was really just, it, it was very taxing. I couldn't believe how I was struggling with it. And, uh, I said, okay, this is, this is where I need to be. This is what I need to do for my clients. Uh, for their longevity, and then that whole concept of longevity came came to be then, you know, and that's, like I said, we've been in Melbourne 25 years, so that's, you know, 25 years ago since I graduated. So how were you able to change your mindset? I feel like those in the bodybuilding world are, you know, they're, to me, it feels like it's, it's an obsession. You know, you, you need to get bigger and stronger, and you need, need to lift heavier. And then from that world and that mindset to moving to something like martial arts or to movement and flexibility, how are you able to transition into something different like that? Well, it wasn't easy. You know, it wasn't easy. As a bodybuilder, you're, you know, you're concerned about your symmetry and the size of this and the size of that and body fat levels and, and, and all of it. And that's just part of that activity. I'm not knocking it by any means. Um, I really, <clears throat> excuse me, I really enjoyed my time as a bodybuilder. So that transition wasn't easy. And it was even a harder transition to convince my partner that, hey, this is where we need to go. You got to really experience this for yourself. And so it was hard. And so we did it slowly with our clientele because, you know, we, you can't go from one thing to the other too dramatically. So over time, we changed the way we warmed up and cooled down. We added a little bit, a bit of this, and we took a bit of that. And it was, again, it was just a matter of self-correcting as we went. And now, 
I can't even imagine doing anything like that at this point. It, it would be, you know, it would be mind boggling for me to ever go back like that because I, you know, I, I can't believe how I feel and I hear it and I see it every day. We hear it every day within 30 minutes, you know, people feel, feel great. They really do feel good. So it sounds like it was a more of a, a slower, almost organically, naturally transition from moving to from one phase to another. Yeah, that, organic. That that's a great word. It, it absolutely was. No, no question about it. No question about it. The whole concept of approaching the body globally. You know, we we are made to move globally. Uh, the, the transition from body parts to movement really really was that. And, and and it was a slow process and it required a lot of rewiring of my brain and learning, you know, how to do things properly because, you know, I have to be able to coach it correctly to keep it safe. You know, we talk about be safe to be effective and uh so and, and basically it was it was about us getting back on the ground and really acting like a kid again getting back to these developmental movements that we were born with you know for us it was like when was the last time you crawled and when was the last time you rolled when you're a compilation of body parts it was like clunky and it was uncomfortable and it was you were sore i'm like why am i sore i, I didn't really do anything but when you look at it with an educated eye, you're like, wow, and this is, you know, this is going to help me long term. So that's how it happened. So when moving into more sustainable health and fitness, you know, for an, an, an entire lifetime, was this, again, a natural progression moving from maybe from where you started to more movement, more flexibility? And then we get into as we get older, we need to be more healthier. We need to be more agile and these little things like we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, you know, especially with ex athletes, and I heard your podcast number, a couple of your podcasts, and they're awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I think ex athletes really do struggle with that. Whether you we're talking about bodybuilding or you're talking about baseball, football, whatever, uh, they really do struggle with it because I think when it comes to the athletic population, and you know, the exercises used because I had done some coaching too, coached some football locally. Uh, it's used as a negative, all right? Go take a lap, drop and give me 20 push-ups, and, you know, you know what that looks like, and <laughs> it's ugly, you know? So it, it, we we have really, over the years, over these last 25 years, have really, really honed down to three problems. Most people don't move well, we don't move enough, and we don't maintain and care for our bodies. You know, there was a time when it was like, okay, I'm 40 now, I can't do the things I want to do. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not buying that, you know, but what we've seen with our business is that we've gotten younger. Um, you know, we, we specialize in the baby boomers. I, I guess the average age of our clients around my age, 51, 52, three, but we've gotten younger because of the way people are exercising. You know, we, we live in this time of harder is better. And I really do appreciate, you know, the high-intensity interval training. I get it. We use aspects of that in our training as well. But that can't be your focus. It's like weight loss can't be your focus. We have to, and now with all the devices, people are struggling. Young people, knee, back, hip, neck injuries, um, they, they really are struggling. So we have to care for our body. We have to maintain our body on a daily basis. And, again, I go back to getting on the ground. And moving like a kid again really, really changes all that, and really does help us for the long term. So, is this what you this what you mean when you say developmental movement patterns? Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. What <clears throat> what we were born with. You know, we start with breathing. Most of us don't breathe correctly, and if you're not breathing correctly, you can't move correctly. You know, if you're not breathing correctly, you probably have problems with your neck. 
You probably have shoulder problems. Um, you know, developing the diaphragm is not talked about. But we start with breathing, we start on our back, and then we transition as we would as we development as we developed as babies. And then we start crawling and, and, and rolling and rocking and, and adding movements. And we add layers of movement to, to all of that, all of those basic skills over time when appropriate. And it, it, it really, it really, it's a lot of fun and it's very, very safe and effective. You know, if you're constantly getting hurt with what you're doing, you have to ask yourself, hey, you know, how's that working for me? And, you know, I, and this is a very non-judgmental approach. I respect everyone who's a runner, who is a crossfitter. Hey, that's awesome. I think it's cool. There's aspects of it that, you know, that we employ. But if you're constantly hurting yourself, no matter what you're doing, you just have to take a step back and say, no, what am I doing here? You know, how's this working for me? So is this a, a, a type of class that you're talking about, or you do this with one-on-one individuals? Or, or yeah, we yeah we 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 do private and semi-private. No no uh, no classes. The sessions are 30 minutes because we have found that within 30 minutes we can accomplish what we want to because it's really a, a big rocks approach. You know, for years and years and years we try to come up with that perfect workout that addressed every aspect of training. But then once we focused on movement instead of muscle itself, we realized that, okay, let's focus on, on what people need. You know, if I have a runner coming into me, for example, you know, he or she doesn't need to do more cardio, you know, that that's just wasting their time and wasting their energy and it's not, it's not effective. So we focus on other aspects, but yeah, uh, one-on-one semi-private. So these developmental movement patterns, it sounds very interesting to me. What happens when someone comes in, comes into you and, the, and you tell them that this is something that they could find beneficial starting out very slowly, working on breathing exercises, crawling, and they're, you know, they're a, maybe they're a, a higher-end athlete or there's someone that's like, I need you to work me hard or I'm not going to get anything out of it. What do you say to these types right, of people? Right, and, and we have these conversations all the time that I'm not really the coach for you. It really, it really does come down to that. If you're coming in here, you're, when someone comes in, they're coming in for a reason. Either they, they've never done anything and they want to get started, or they've done too much of the wrong things and they're beat up. You know, we're seeing now 30-somethings with, you know, uh, hip replacements and knee replacements. And I, I just have to go back to, hey, you want to get back to doing that? That's great, you know. And, and what we hear all the time is, well, I used to be able to do this. I used to be an athlete. I used to do that. Right. But right now we have to meet you where you are. If you have a knee replacement, you're banged up for one reason or another. I can't help you if I can't meet you where you are. And that's about getting back to these basics and doing what we do best and, and really helping you. And, oh, by the way, you start to feel good right away and you find yourself getting back to what you want to get back. You want to get back to that CrossFit uh, type of workout? Awesome. But you have to get healthy first. If you're not healthy, you can't get strong. You have to have that strong foundation of movement, and then you can do what you want to do. So sometimes it's just not a good fit. You know what? I'm not, if you're coming in here and you're looking for me to beat you up, like, I'm not your guy. You know, you're, I don't want to work with someone like that because I can't help them. And then it's, you know, we're both wasting time and money and, you know, it's not good for anybody. But I put it to them like that. You know, let, let, let's just give it, give it a little time and start telling me how you feel. And I, invariably, Right off the bat, they start, hey, I feel good. You know, after our sessions, they say, you know what? I feel like I can go for a run or I can do something else. That's the point. You shouldn't have to leave the workout ready to vomit, you know? That's not what we do. You should leave, you should leave me and say, hey, 
let me go for that run. Let me let me let me get into a CrossFit class. I feel good. I'm ready to go. Body's strong. My body's healthy. Yeah, so uh, that's our approach. I love that, Mike. That makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that you know, many times you can. I think you can tell when someone specializes in 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 what they do, and in someone that's really good at what they do is when they they're able to say, you know, we don't do that. Like, I'm sorry that I'm not your guy. I think that, and if I could talk to our listeners for a second here, and if you're going to any type of trainer that says, I'll do anything, I can do, I can do whatever you want, you know, I can help you lose weight, I can help you run faster, build muscle, I mean, you should be looking for someone that specializes in exactly what you're looking for, because if it's just someone general, you know, I don't want to be judgmental either here, Mike, but I don't know if, if someone's great at what they do, if they say, I, you know, I can do anything for you, you know, we should find someone yeah, that specializes. Yeah, I- I, I agree. You know, I don't want to be all things to all people. And we do say, you know, we, we do turn people away for that reason. Because if I can't help you, then it's no good for anyone. So, yeah. Mike, tell me about, I'm interested in this here, and I love this topic here, fitness that breaks down our muscles, our, our bodies, breaks us down over time instead of movements that, that strengthen us and make us stronger. You know, I hear it all the time as well. One of the biggest things I hear is I want to be able to play with my grandkids. And that's why I love your movement patterns here. But and again, this probably goes back to those higher intensity types of workouts that, you know, put a whole lot of stress in on our bodies. We run into injuries and such. But uh, I just love what you're saying here on how we should move more towards movements that make us stronger over time. And again, I, I am a fan of, and I'll use this just as an example because you mentioned that the high intensity interval training, and we use aspects of that in our training, but it's been proven time and time again, and the studies are coming out, and I'm researching the, all of this information and with ourselves i mean our our training floor is actually like a living lab if you will you know we've conducted thousands and thousands of training sessions over the last over 25 years in this one location so we see it you know at a certain point you go too hard for too long it affects your mind if it affects your mood so if you're already coming into a situation, a training session in a difficult state of mind, I'll say it that way, go harder, go longer type of session is going to worsen that. I've seen it time and time again, I, and, and the research is coming out about it now, which is, which is great, which is fantastic. So it's, you know, our skill set when we're programming for our clientele is, okay, how do I get the training stimulus, just enough training stimulus that we can you know, do what we need to do, you know, what is the goal for this particular client, but not overdo, not overdo, not overstress the body. And it's a skill set. And, and I humbly say that, you know, we do a great job of that, you know, and there may be times when I have something programmed or planned for that day for a particular client, but he or she will come in and say, hey, listen, this is not feeling good. That's not. So I have to make changes on the fly. And that comes with experience. You know, right now, I've been doing this for so long. We've been doing this for so long. It's about, okay, where does real science meet creativity? You know, there's so much nonsense out there, Drew. There's so much what we call gym science out there, how to lose body fat, how to lose belly fat, how to lose this, how to lose that, how to build this. And it's all gym science. It's not real science, but everything that we do is real science-based and that's the difference you know the science hasn't really changed that much since i was in in school in college and but they keep on reinventing it because that's mainstream media and that's marketing and so we have to fight with that we have to deal with that information every day we work off of real research real science 
So how are you able to, is it, I'm sure it has a lot to do with experience and, and I'd imagine each individual is different, but how are you able to work with someone that, you know, so you could give them real tools and, and suggestions and tips to help them work towards, you know, strength over time instead of strength that's going to break their muscles down or, you know, we talked about their minds as well. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what we give them, you know, over time, we give them uh, strategies that they can take with them, like in the workplace now. So sitting now is the new smoking. Uh, and, and that's, I didn't invent that. That's what's out there. Um, so we give them tools, you know, active sitting, how to sit properly at your desk, you know, every two to five minutes for every 30 minutes that you sit, try what, what what's called a microburst. Again, that's not my term, but that's what's in the research now, small movement, move for two to five minutes. And it's not just going for a walk. That'll help you, but let's get more specific here and let's try to do something, um, that's really going to make you feel better. That's really going to work because with all this research on physical inactivity, sitting too much, for example, the most striking that came out with all the studies that I have researched is that the effects of a sedentary lifestyle really aren't reversible through conventional exercise. You have to move correctly. You have to optimize posture. You have to optimize body mechanics. And that's where the that's where we get into those basics of those developmental patterns. You know, that's where true strength begins. That's, you know, we want to be resilient. Hey, I want to run around with my kids, my grandkids. That's where all that starts. So it's very easily I can have someone sit in their office, in their office uh, desk and work on posture, work on breathing techniques. So, yeah, we give them strategies all the time. There's a lot of take-home messages in what we do uh, because they're very, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, you don't need a band. You don't need a ball. You don't need a barbell or some type of, you know, everyone likes shiny new things. I get it. But uh, there's no gadgets here. It's about you and your body and a little bit of space. You know, it works. It works. And again, I, I don't want to judge all that other stuff because that's not what I do. I just know what I do works. And we've had a lot of success out of it. And I know our people leave the session happier than when they came in. And that's my goal. If you feel better, hey, then I've done my job. And you're, that means you're getting better. Mike, we talked earlier about transformations. And I think, I mean, I feel like I'm saying this more and more. But, I mean, we, we just live in a quick fix society. That's just how it is. I mean, we, we live with microwaves and drive throughs and text messages. We know we want instant results in, in everything that we do. Uh, which is interesting when you bring up here why well, we need to shift our focus towards a longevity, longevity exercise. How can we, how can we do that? I mean, it seems so difficult. Like all the cards are against us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that, 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 that's a great point. That's a great point, especially with the millennials. And I said earlier, we're getting younger. Well, because our hand has become this podium, right? We're holding the phone. We're holding some type of device. We see all these neck and back injuries. And when I do workshops, when I go into offices and uh, I, I'm getting questions from the 20-something-year-olds, it's about, you know, my neck hurts, my back hurts, my knee hurts, and, and, and they're sitting all the time. So that's why we kind of came up with this every two, every 30 minutes, move for two to five minutes. So it's not like you're saying, okay, you have to do this for a half hour or an hour every day. Take a snippet of time, two to five minutes and work on something, work on your breathing, work on your posture, maybe a movement on the floor, because a lot of these movements do not need a lot of space. We can do a lot of stuff. We can do a lot of movement in place. So yeah, we break it down into small snippets, easy, easy digestible uh, uh, movements that you can take with you anywhere, anytime. 
And, uh, it, you know, it really does work, and it really satisfies that need for right here, right now. And, it, you know, it works. Mike, what's the if you could t- if you're talking one on one with one of our listeners right now, and you could offer something that maybe they could do today that that will improve their health for that's going to last, that's going to be sustainable. What would you say to them? Work on my breathing. I, I that's where we start. We start with breath and proper breathing, and then that ties into proper posture. But I would work on my breathing first and foremost, and really make sure that I'm able to breathe correctly using my diaphragm deep belly breathing and uh and that really sets the foundation for moving because if you can't breathe right for example you're holding your breath you're not going to move correctly and you could hurt yourself so i would absolutely positively recommend starting with breathing mike what's going on with you in the future you know we coach now that's what i do i'm a coach we have a new website up there jevity personal fitness nj.com we have uh, information, new videos. Our YouTube site is brand new. And we have a video series that we just started posting uh, last week. It's called Move for Longevity. These are short snippets, about two, two to three-minute videos on movements. And uh, we're excited about this new series because it's really going to tie in what we practice and what we coach every day. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks so much for tuning in to this show with Mike Romano. Thanks for sticking around till the end. I always appreciate you being a part of our True Form Life community through your downloads, likes, shares, comments, reviews, everything that you're doing to contribute to the show. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. If you want more details as to what we have going on, head over to trueformlife.com. We have a kombucha workshop to teach you how to get into fermented foods trueformlife.com slash how to make kombucha all past shows are going on up on exploringmindandbody.com that's it that's all I got I'm out of here in health and fitness for a better world thanks for listening you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's Drew Tadia fitness expert to find out more about the show Drew Tadia or to listen to past shows visit exploringmindandbody.com